Tokyo's top moments. Well, when it comes to top moments over the opening weekend, there's one probably Americans don't think is that great, but it's certainly a talking point for the rest of the world. Absolutely. Well, they entered the tournament having been beaten by Australia and Nigeria, the dream team. And you go back to 1992 when they arrived at the Olympics, Barcelona in a blaze of glory and the big names strutting their stuff. Jordan, Barkley, uh, Magic Johnson, I think, was there as well. It was just incredible, that team. And I think, forget the Olympic Village for them. It was just a five-star hotel uh, somewhere nearby where they just... uh, Lounge and did their best work. Uh, since then, they have been unbeatable. Well, that has changed, not just in the warm-up games. They've now been defeated by France 83-76 to in a real boil-over and some question marks. We know this team is extraordinary. They've got Kevin Durant, arguably the greatest player on the planet, um, Damon Lillard. We know they've got a good side, great players, but will they have the chemistry to provide a great team? That remains to be seen. It is early days. They've just lost the one match, but um, the French finished off with a 20-7 to run to get the job done. Uh, and you've got to think from an Australian perspective and other countries who are eyeing off a spot on the podium, the Americans, I think it's safe to say, they are gettable for the first time in a long time. Absolutely. Like that first loss at an Olympic level since 2004. And I watched that game last night and they were decidedly average. Lillard, who you mentioned, is scoring machine in the NBA. He would seem scared to put up a shot. And even from the charity stripe towards the end of the game uh, was just, you know, he could not sink one for love or money. Uh, and it was definitely, I think, telling to see how far off the pace America seemed last night against France. Uh, France chemistry was amazing. They played hard. They played as a team from start to finish and overcame a, a pretty sizable deficit after the first quarter to just really look like they were never going to lose. Absolutely. Uh, bear in mind, no LeBron James, James Harden, Steph Curry. Oh, yeah. All out. But you can only beat what you're up against. So the French have done that. It opens the door. The Australians, of course, knocking over Nigeria uh, last night. Paddy Mills was terrific for the Australians, led from the front. Uh, he ended up scoring 25 points, had a handful of assists as well, 84 to 67. And uh, we know the Nigerians, uh, a bit of a bit of a surprise packet, I suppose, with what they did in the in the pre-Olympic tournament or build-up games against the Americans. So the Australians just building nicely, we hope, towards uh, a first-ever medal at well, Olympic level. Well, that's the interesting thing now. With that American loss, uh, and you'd assume that Australia will win the remaining games in their pool uh, and probably finish uh, top of that pool. America now probably looking at second in their pool. That sets up for Australia, the Boomers, not having to meet the Dream Team until the semi-finals, until the match that will send them to the gold medal round. So that's a great result to not meet them in the, say, quarterfinals where, you know, you miss out on a medal if you lose that one. Yeah, the later you can meet the dream team, irrespective of what we've just seen against France, the better. So hopefully the planets align on that front and the Australians can get a nice passage through to uh, a gettable, winnable uh, quarterfinal slash semi-final and then obviously they, they put themselves in the frame for a medal. And look, the gold medal, the ultimate, would be great, but I think... At this point, they would be just more than happy to be in the conversation at that stage of the tournament. Yep, and one of my top moments over the weekend was the men's road race in the cycling. Uh, Beautiful beautiful race, 230-odd kilometres along the lower slopes of Mount Fuji to finish on uh, the Fuji racetrack. Pretty spectacular scenery. And it was won by Richard Carapaz of Ecuador, uh, which is incredible because he finished on the podium in the Tour de France about a week ago, uh, finished third. uh, And the man he beat uh, today, Pogacar. So he was the guy who won the Tour de France, now finished second. Amazing to see after that incredible, incredible endurance effort in the Tour de France to now back it up with gold and silver at an Olympic level.
spectacular. How do you do that physically? It's a question that I haven't got the answer for, but to go through the enormous challenge of the Tour de France, which is just out of this world, and, and the, the, the picturesque scenes and all that from a spectator's point of view is terrific, but to put your body through that and the, the emotion. We saw Ash Barty, after winning Wimbledon, came across to Tokyo, beaten in her first match, and so she's mm. out of the Olympic contention. Uh, Naomi Osaka, from her point of view, getting a result, which is great for her and, and the nation of Japan. But yeah, from the from the, the road race perspective, the fact that they're able to back up and go again is something quite incredible. In terms of... Uh, we're talking about the, the scenery and, and the, the the journey, the track that these guys had to, to ride on. Your knowledge on Japan is such, you'd obviously be quite familiar perhaps with some of the uh, the road race where it heads and where it ends up. Yeah, it was fantastic to see that. I think all of the Aussies who've been on holiday to Japan would have appreciated seeing that countryside. It, most of us go in winter for the skiing, so mm. it was very different to see it all <laughs> covered in greenery rather than covered in snow, but spectacular vision. And, and talking about spectacular, if we're talking about top moments in the Olympics over the weekend, you have to talk about Simone Biles, the star American gymnast. You talk about, you know, NBA stars who are playing for America and other superstar athletes, the Ash Barty's, the Naomi Osaka's of the world. But is there any Olympian who is more famous than Simone Biles right now? She's just extraordinary. And her record in Rio suggests that she's in for another massive haul. I mean, uh, four gold in Rio de Janeiro in the team, the all-round, the vault, the floor exercise and she finished with a bronze in the balance beam. So she's been at the top of her game for a long time. Bear in mind, and I have to say that uh, in gymnastics, we look at the, the date of birth and go, wow. But uh, March 14, 1997. So she's actually 324, which is getting a bit old. Yeah, old for a gymnast. A gymnast. It wasn't showing yesterday when she opened her account uh, in uh, Tokyo uh, in the teams category. Like, working through the apparatus, she was amazing. And, you know, I spent uh, most of the day watching the, the gymnastics last yesterday. And I have to say, it was just obvious. She's like Michael Jordan, you know? Like, you watch her in action, and she is just a class above everybody else. Absolutely. Now, I had the pleasure of commentating the Olympics in 2012 with Liz Chetkovich, who's a, a renowned uh, gymnastics uh, expert, a coach, and has done so much with Australian athletes. And, and Simone Biles on the radar even back then, what does that make her? 15 years of age, which is very much in the uh, the wheelhouse for what gymnasts can do in terms of their athletic ability. Uh, and from a very early age, as you can see with some of these young gymnasts, They've got star power, and she definitely had that going back um, 10 years ago, and, and she's got that record now which suggests she could be one of the greatest mm. of all time, which is something to behold if she does reel in three or four gold medals here, which is not inconceivable by any means, then uh, Simone becomes, uh, in terms of American sport, American Olympics, one of the greats. Well, here's a quick question for you. Watching the gymnastics, it's really obvious, you know, one country that does very well historically is Russia. They're not competing under the Russian flag because of doping offences. They've been banned. But they're allowed to compete under the Russian Olympic Committee. And, like, I'm watching it, and I see these I see these Russian athletes. The commentators are referring to them as Russia, Russian athletes. And I guarantee you, in Russia, it's being reported as they're representing us, they're representing Russia, they're winning medals for Russia. Does it really seem like much of a penalty? Seems like a joke to me. Um, uh, but President Putin's probably sitting there and, uh, and laughing up the adulation. Uh, I have no idea how the quirk of rules and names uh, came to be that they can uh, find some sort of a loophole in the Olympic uh, set up to allow them to compete under that banner. But 
they have done it. And unfortunately, um, if there are other countries that are going to be affected on the metal tally bite, then uh, that's just um, the way it's going to roll in 2021.